2: I can't believe that the Biden administration maintains that everything is just peachy keen on our southern border. And tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show, I want to hear your thoughts as to where you think the situation's headed. We're taking your calls tonight throughout the night. It's one 800 848-9222-1800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I love Friday nights because we get a chance to hear your thoughts um and I always love getting your calls and you guys all know this I love hearing from all of you whatever side you're on the issue I want to hear because I believe unlike Twitter pre Elon Musk this is an open town hall this is a chance for you to speak your mind And also about important issues of the day. And we always talk about the hottest topics here on the Rita Cosby show. And tonight I want to talk about the border because some of the numbers have just been staggering of the illegal immigrants crossing our border. And now it has gone well even beyond the number of illegal immigrants. First off, it's going to get a heck of a lot worse, sadly. Because once Title 42 is lifted, if it gets lifted and it could get lifted as early as May 23rd, I mean, that is right around the corner. So if it happens on May 23rd, well, boy, there could be a tsunami of people crossing the border. And right now. There are already way too many for Border Patrol to be able to handle it. Most of the Border Patrol agents say, you know what, they feel like they're babysitters more than Border agents just because there are so many migrants crossing right now. And tonight, I want to also play some comments from the Florida Attorney General, Ashley Moody. I'm going to play her comments later on in the show because it is stunning to hear because You know, the Biden administration's like, oh, well, you know, we'll be able to get things under control. We're going to be able to bring in more people. We're going to be able to process people at the border. Don't you worry about it. We got this one. First of all, they clearly do not have this one. It's clearly out of control already. It's going to get so bad. And now the Florida attorney general actually got the goods on them. They actually, through a Freedom of Information Act, got the details. ...of what the Biden administration was anticipating if Title 42 is lifted. And boy, like Gomer, surprise, surprise, surprise. Guess what? It's going to get a heck of a lot worse. So tonight, I want to hear from you as to what you think about the fact that the Biden administration... ...in new documents that are being released now through the Florida Attorney General that they had to get through a court case, it shows that the Biden administration knew that this would be a security issue. Lifting of Title 42, it's obvious. If you just pull somebody off the street, they would know it's going to be a security issue if suddenly you open the floodgates and already you're outmanned, you're outgunned. I mean, there are just so many issues. And yet this administration continues to act like everything is like nirvana and it's fine. And yet, even in their own documents, now obtained by the Florida Attorney General, it shows that they are deeply concerned of what could happen to national security. They're not telling us that publicly. And how sad is that? Because they're clearly saying a very different story behind the scenes than they are saying publicly. And she is blowing the lid off of this. We're going to play some of her comments because, to me, it's common sense That they already can't handle the border and it's about to get a lot worse. But if you listen to Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, he says everything is muy bueno. Take a listen.
1: The baby's hungry. We need to address it
2: right now. And I think we have good focus on it. And let me play cut 18. This is cut 18. Alejandro Mayorkas talking about the border, and he says things are under control. The baby's hungry. We need to address it right now. And I think we have good focus on it. And that is not Alejandro Mayorkas, but we do have good focus and we're going to be right on it. But we're going to take your calls in the meantime, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to your calls right now. Let's go to Joe, who's on line two. Joe, your thoughts about the border. Go ahead, Joe. Uh,
3: well, my thoughts are reality. I'm uh, I'm up near Stewart Airport and I'm watching these white and, and other three other planes uh, for weeks, and circling over and landing and then taking off. Uh, there's an explanation uh, from what I understand. Uh, they're bringing immigrants from all over the world uh, to Orange County, Dutchess County, Ulster County. Where they're going, I don't have a clue. Uh, I thought about uh, going to the airport uh, yesterday, uh, but I'm not feeling well. And I thought about it today, and I'm feeling even worse. So I will do it soon, and I'll report back to you what I see. Uh, But there's definitely something going on right here in my county, Orange County.
2: Now tell me, what do you think think is going on? What's going on there, Joe? I think
3: they're bringing people across the border. Where are they putting all these people? You know, I don't have anything against people. I love people. Uh, I do have something against our president uh, because he's so wrong uh, by doing what he's doing. The man's a blind fool. And he's got a bunch of blind fools working for him. I don't like that Susan Rice one bit. And I'm glad Jen Psaki's going, but I think she's going to be more trouble where she's going. Everybody knows where she's going. She's going to be a bigger problem.
2: Well, and by the way, I think at MSNBC is a good place for her with her background. Now, now, you know, you bring up an interesting point, Joe, because a lot of the issues are, um, like you just said, like who's paying for them? And when you question who's paying for them, and, and here's a great example, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Joe, because I saw this earlier today, and you just triggered something in my mind, because Greg Abbott, who's the governor of Texas, as you probably know, he came out and basically said, we need to look at this. Texas is spending so much money on public education, in other words, taxpayer money, toward making sure that illegals are getting education. This needs to be reviewed. And the world came down on him, Joe, like he was like the worst racist in the world that he was looking out for American taxpayers. I mean, the the it's unbelievable when he brought up the issue, people thought, God, how dare he question taxpayer money going to migrants? I mean, it's, it's like a, at this time so that's a, that's a fair question to ask. Is that where American money should go or shouldn't? It's open for debate. But if you looked at a number of places, a lot of people just came down on him and said, are you kidding me? And he brought up some staggering numbers that like Texas, ta- you know, taxpayers are paying. I bet in Orange County, too.
3: Well, I don't pay school taxes, uh, but I'm just as upset as a person who pays school taxes. I'm a senior. My taxes are I'm not paying them anymore. I did it for years. 31 years to be exact. Uh, uh, and uh, I always—I uh, never really minded paying school taxes and library taxes, but if I were now, I, I would be curious.
2: I and agree.
3: The in the community, uh, even the rent payers, the uh, rent is gone out of sight over here. I used to rent a house uh, for $1,200 a month. I can't rent it out to anybody now for less than 21 and, and that's uh, a, in a six-year period. Wow. When, uh, how do you heat a house at $6.59 a gallon?
2: Right. You can't do it. It is outrageous. But, Joe, you know what? It's it's Putin. Putin's responsible. Biden is not responsible for any of this, according to Joe Biden. And he also blames not just Putin, but he blames the, quote, MAGA king for everything. That seems to be his new, like, campaign slogan. Not me. It's the MAGA king or it's Putin um joe thank you very much great call let's go to norm line one go ahead norm your thoughts about all this
4: hi rita yeah i always i have a different thought on this i i mean it's understood that the bulk of these migrants are from central america hey
2: norm norm you sound like you're in a tunnel like you're in a wind tunnel get a little closer to the micro to the uh, phone Uh, there
4: is this better rita
2: a little better you still sound like you're a little like you're like in some Uh, wind tunnel
4: it's the connection. It's the connection. Call? Maybe I'll move to a different part of my room. Hold on a second here, Rita. Yeah, because we yeah. love
2: hearing from you, Norm. Come yeah, on. I you know, know, it's Friday know. Is this, night, is Norm.
4: This, is, is this better? I'm almost outside again. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a little
2: better. Go ahead, Norm. Go ahead.
4: All right. Okay. I just say it's it's understood that the bulk of these migrants are from Central America. Uh, the question I have is what are we doing as Americans to prevent these horrible governments in, like in Honduras, Guatemala, and Salvador from abusing their own population that they are that they are to flee. What what you know, I mean, show me, show me, Mr. Biden, show me, show me your love. Show me your show me your compassion. What are we doing to prevent these governments that these people? I mean, they're obviously being abused. What are we? to prevent them from abusing
5: their
2: own population right clearly not and in fact we're doing you know we're saying hey leave and come here and don't worry if you have a criminal record and don't worry if you're not vaccinated norm i mean the standards you know it's interesting norm i think because i know that you've called in and you've done those the protests you were doing a lot of the mask mandate protests what do you think when you hear that like you know, folks at the border don't have to worry, you know, even in the height of the pandemic, they didn't have to worry about getting vaccinated or there were no mandates or no tests. I mean, it's outrageous, Norm.
4: Well, you know, coronavirus is the best friend of the Democrats. I mean, that's how that's how they won the presidency. So, you know, I mean, they uh, an increase in coronavirus would only be an asset to the Democrats. So, you know, I mean, uh, they, they, I, uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm that cynical about that situation. But, I mean, you know, the thing is, uh, it's it's just, uh, you know, nobody seems to talk about that other side of that. You know, we want these people to come here, we want these people. I mean, I don't want them to come here, but they, some people, the uh, apparently our government does. And, you know, I mean, why don't we do something about it? It just seems like, you know, I mean, that just. Uh,
2: yeah, it's it's, it's it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. And. This, I think, is actually going to be a huge campaign issue, Norm, because especially if Title 42 gets lifted, as it's expected to get lifted, you know, later this month, it's not that far away. If it indeed does get lifted, um, then I think those images, Norm, I think they're going to really harm the Democrats because I think the average American is going to see those huge caravans and their reports, Norm, that there are these caravans that are sitting – About a mile from the border there in Mexico, there's a whole group of Haitians. There's a group from Guatemala. There's a whole bunch of these groups that are right there. And if suddenly those images come of like, you know, mile-long caravans with people and mostly not necessarily kids, you know, they're like a lot of them are like adult men um, coming into the country. um, You know, I don't think that that's helpful for Democrats. Do you? I mean, you know, obviously – you know, they're looking for maybe new voters or whatever they're trying to appeal to. But I actually think it's going to backfire if you see so many people coming across and then, you know, individuals get arrested. There's already been 42 people that were on the terror watch list that were arrested recently. I mean, that you know, how many more do you need?
4: Right. I mean, look, I'm completely sympathetic to immigrants. I mean, I'm the child of immigrants like you are. Yep. And, but the thing is, is, you know, look, my mom, my mom came here from, from you know, Nazi occupied Austria at the at the time, you know. But this country, my mom came here legally. Um, this country took her. But we fought a war to prevent that, to prevent Nazi Germany from continuing to to abuse its population. What 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 moral steps are we taking to take these people without doing anything about it?
2: No, absolutely. And we're also opening the floodgates on our end. And one of the things, too, Norm, thank you very much. Always great to hear from you. And everybody, when we come back um to what Norm was just saying, some stunning new numbers of what is happening to our country, not just individuals who aren't vetted, um not just individuals who haven't been vaccinated, you know, in the height of all this stuff where there's still some mandates in a number of places. They're not a problem at the border. They seem to be COVID-free. Um, But in addition to that, some really stunning numbers that came out this week, and these are numbers by the CDC, talking about overdose deaths in America. And I'm talking about fentanyl, which is so toxic. You know, it is 80 to 100 times stronger uh, than a number of other opioids. I mean, it is so intense. And now a record-breaking number of fentanyl deaths in the United States. And guess where? Over 90% of the fentanyl comes from, it comes through the southern border. So we have to care about this for so many reasons. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. I love hearing from all of you. We'll continue with your calls after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show, and the number to call is 1-800-848-9222.
0: The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show.
2: And it's not in the way that actually you told me, my Mayorkas, because you told us everything was fine in the border and you just testified recently. And I'm talking about the Department of Homeland Security secretary who's in charge of overseeing the border and also some of the issues that Norm was just talking about in the other countries, too. Well, it doesn't seem like he's doing anything. But he says everything's fine. This is what he said not too long ago when he was testifying on Capitol Hill.
6: We inherited a broken and dismantled system that is already under strain. It is not built to manage the current levels and types of migratory flows. (laughs) Only Congress can fix this. Yet we have effectively managed an unprecedented number of non-citizens seeking to enter the United States and interdicted more drugs and disrupted more smuggling operations than ever before.
2: Not true. Not true. Not true. Take a listen. Here is a little bit from Congressman John Katko talking about the massive amount of drugs that are overflowing across our southern border and the numbers are staggering.
7: Take a listen. For the first time in our nation's history, more than 100,000 people have died of drug overdoses. Make no mistake about it. Those drugs are coming across our southern border. Absolutely. And those are things that are killing our kids. And until we understand the connection between the two, uh, it's going to get worse. And the number one killer of people in the ages of 18 to 45 years old right now is drug overdoses. Mm. Wow. That's pretty pathetic. How
2: sad is that? The number one killer of people 18 to 45. It's not, you know, car accidents, uh, you know, other things. It is... Overdose and with the fentanyl laced into other opioids, a lot of times people don't know what they're taking. They have no idea what they're taking, and it could be a deadly amount that they are taking. It's just a little bit. And in fact, there are reports that basically the amount that was taken at the border by border agents was enough to kill every single American just in the last year, what they seized coming in. And that's what they seized. They also know that it is coming in at a record pace. 108,000 was the number of Americans that died last year from overdose deaths, mostly accidental overdose deaths that came from drugs that came from our southern border. That is a staggering number, guys. And take a listen, because Congressman Katko says he knows where it's coming from. Guess where that? It's not just coming, obviously, through Mexico. But it's originally coming from China. China, great. All the problems we're having with China, and now they are pushing fentanyl through the southern border into the United States. Take a listen.
7: Chinese chemical companies have been producing the fentanyl and precursor chemicals for years. We cracked on them when they were sending it through the mail. And so now they've got a perfect surrogate in the Mexican cartels. And the Mexican cartels are so flush with cash from what's going on with uh, the human trafficking, they're making billions of dollars a month. They're plowing that into their infrastructure, and the infrastructure includes producing synthetic drugs, and and they're they're perfecting fentanyl. So my fear is uh, that, yes, we should crack down on China, of course, but my fear is that uh, the, the Mexican cartels are developing the ability to do it without the Chinese help anymore, and that's what's really concerning moving forward.
2: Yeah, really scary stuff. Let's go to your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to JC in Pennsylvania, Line 7. Go ahead, JC.
1: Hey, Rita, how are you tonight?
2: I'm good, I'm good. But, boy, is this troubling, isn't it?
1: No, it's it's really ridiculous. It gets worse and worse every day. But, you know, it seems like regular citizens are becoming second class. Um, you know, I don't know. You've seen it, but uh, they found where some of the uh, the formula wound up in on pallets down at the border. Yes, through, through yes. The legal
2: it, came, it showed up, so, by the way. Um, and, J.C., it showed up, as you know, those pictures that Congresswoman Kate Kammack, uh like, kind of blew the lid on because a Border Patrol agent. I just want to tell everybody, you know, the story, but it's, a, it's such a wild story. Because his Border Patrol agent, who was trying to actually find formula for, I think it was like his grandson or something like that, couldn't find it. And then suddenly goes to work and he's there at one of these migrant detention centers and there are truckloads with pallets filled of baby formula. I mean, it's outrageous. But you know what's incredible, too, JC, is Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, right? He complains about it. He says he puts out a statement. And then he basically is called a racist for putting out a statement saying that American people, American babies should be getting access to baby formula before migrants in a detention center who crossed illegally and they're basically, you know, the left went crazy, J.C. They basically were calling him a baby killer. Um, Do me a favor, J.C., stay with us because we're going to take a quick break. And I want to continue with you after the break. And also I'll take other calls. we got a lot of great ones here tonight. one 800 one 800 I agree with Governor Abbott. Americans should get priority. Why are Americans' parents like... Begging and looking for formula, and they can't find it.
0: Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue.
2: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on The Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and also their families. A story very near and dear to my heart, and this is coming from Tolland, Connecticut, where it is not every day that a state trooper helps a Nobel Peace Prize winner, and it's even rarer when that person hails from your native country. A Connecticut state trooper who is a native of Poland helped oversee the fixing of a flat tire of one of his country's most famous and iconic figures— Former President Lech Walesa. Now, Trooper Lucas Laporte on Wednesday of this week helped assist Walesa, who's now 78 years old, when the former Solidarity leader and president of Poland had a flat tire on Interstate 84 in Tallinn. Connecticut, Trooper Lippert, who is 35 years old, helped ensure safety at the site while while Walesa's tire was being changed. Walesa was a passenger in the SUV when it broke down on the interstate. And the Connecticut State Police put in a Facebook post, you never know who you will meet as a state trooper. Lech Walesa led the nationwide solidarity movement in Poland in the 1980s. He's one of my heroes. He was also one of my father's heroes, by the way. As you guys know, my father was a Polish resistance fighter. So, uh, boy, uh, this guy was amazing. And Walesa eventually toppled the country's communist leaders in the 1989 election, a historic one. He received a Nobel Prize in 1983, and he served as Poland's president from 1990 to 1995. Now, Alensa had spoken in Hartford on Tuesday, and it was part of his U.S. tour, advocating aid for Ukrainian refugees who have fled their country since it was attacked by Russia. On February 24th. And what a great, great story, and how amazing that you stop somebody and it turns out to be one of the greatest freedom fighters ever in world history. And I've had the pleasure of meeting him, too, Uh, and always just an incredible, an incredible, incredible honor. Um, And by the way, tuning in right now, sending me a message is Andrew Giuliani. I love that he is listening to the show in Rochester, New York. We love Andrew. And speaking of great patriots, him and his dad are such great patriots and love this country and do so much to protect our country and everything he does. Andrew, love you, and I'm glad that you're tuning in to the Rita Cosby show on this night. How cool is that? We're going to get Andrew on the show. I'm going to book him, make sure that he's on the show next week because he is so awesome. And he is running for New York governor, everybody. How awesome is that, too? Everybody, first off, we are talking about border and we are talking about security here. And most importantly, we are talking about safety In our country. And that's something that the Giuliani family are big supporters of and protecting our streets and protecting our border. And our border is a huge, huge disaster. It is such a mess. And seeing some of these numbers of how many people are crossing the border now, 221,000 was the number in March. I mean, that is a stunning, stunning number. That is out of control, and that is a historic number, and it's going to get a lot worse when Title 42 looks like it is about to get lifted, and everybody is so, so worried of what's to come, but if you talk to Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, guess what? He says, no, everything is fine, but then when he was grilled, remember, on Capitol Hill, they were asking him, saying, hey, by the way... Who is coming across? We know that at least a number of people that were on the terror watch list got into this country. Where are they now? And he was like Elmer Fudd. He couldn't answer. Remember this moment?
8: Secretary, have any of the 42 illegal migrants
6: on the terrorist watch list or no-fly list encountered on our southwest border been released into the United States? Uh, Ranking Member Jordan, as I mentioned before, I will provide that data to you, with respect to the disposition of each one, I do not know the answer to your question. The Secretary of Homeland today. Security does not know the answer to the status of 42
8: individuals who came to our southern border illegally are on the no-fly list and the, uh, and the, no, uh, and the
6: terrorist watch list. You do not do not know whether they have been released or not into the country. That's uh, your testimony. Ranking Member uh, Jordan, as I've said before, I will provide you the data. you Go
0: back not to the general. That's amazing.
2: That is amazing. 42 people on the terrorist watch list, and I'm not really sure where they are. I mean, do you think they're on the terror watch list because they're like Mary Poppins? I mean, this is crazy. You would think they would be like, oh, yeah, they're behind bars, or we definitely didn't release them. They're here, or they're here, uh, as opposed to, oh, I'm not really sure. Does that give you any level of comfort? It doesn't give me any. And Congressman Katko had this to say. He believes it goes a lot further than just an open border. He believes that this administration really should be responsible for what is happening at our border and this catastrophe that we're seeing every day there.
7: It is is a stunning dereliction of duty by the president and this administration. And that's coming from the mouth of me, who is one of the most bipartisan members in all of Congress. Uh, the, the border is wide open with the number of people flying across this border it w- with record numbers. It's allowing the cartels to make so much money, like I said, but it's also creating the perfect diversion. So all the people are coming, all the agents are coming off the border to deal with the individuals coming in in an influx. And this before Title 42 is revoked, which it's going to get much worse.
2: It is going to get a lot worse, and they can't even keep track of the people that are there now. Let's go to your calls, everybody, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Stan on line eight. Go ahead, Stan.
8: Yeah, Jordan is the right person to grill somebody when he'll be grilled within the next week or two. On uh, January 6th, we'll see him sweat a little bit, too. But you're Say, wait, wait,
2: to wait. Be- what do you mean? You want to see him? St- you think? Oh, it's
8: going to be. He's, they're going to gonna, they're gonna uh- uh, uh, call him up to testify on January 6th. If he decides to show up, he may run scared because we, he knows too much. But let's go back to the border. I'll talk he doesn't about.
2: seem too scared about really? January 6th. Really? He no, he talking. doesn't seem, you he know. Want
8: it. He's not taking no affidavit. He's not doing nothing. You know well, what, I'd,
2: Stan? I'd really love to see the people with Black Lives Matter called up and ask. I'd love to see them testify about all the protests that took place in the Summer of Love. Where are those hearings?
8: They didn't try to overthrow the country's elections.
2: No, view. they only tried to kill a whole bunch of cops. Uh, I agree. and agree. And I don't But they got a free pass, Dan.
8: Yeah, well, a free pass? No one gets a free pass. They it's got not a either. free anyway, pass. let's get
2: to the border. Under Alvin Bragg, you seem to get a free pass. I'm not you, but I mean, the citizens of New York seem to get a free pass all the time under this DA.
8: Let's talk about the border. That's what you want to talk about. But here's the thing. Uh,
2: I want to th- hear why you think Jim Jordan's going to go to like the bathroom in his pants. You seem to think <laughs> you seem to think he's hey, like a schoolboy because
8: I think he'll you'll be you exactly right. He'll pee in his pants. I think you said it. I got to put it in, I said it better.
2: That's that's a question. That wasn't a statement. Well, I think he'll do that it was anyway. A question. But
8: doing, I got to give you credit on that one. But uh, no, I think uh, we look. I want to discuss the border with you, but I'll make it quick on the 6th. Uh, he's going to be called up. We'll see what he says, but he's got a lot to answer for as long as, as well as somebody else. We'll see what he says. And he will sweat. He may wind up going
2: to the bathroom like that. <laughs> oh, so we'll see. I knew but I'd make border, you laugh on a Friday night stand. I knew not? it. <laughs> the border, the
8: border, the border, uh, is a bad situation right now. But, uh, uh Mr. Marcus said it correctly. Okay. Why haven't the Republicans put up legislation? The Democrats have. For years, we've been putting up immigration legislation, and the Republicans won't go for it. Why? I'll tell you why. It ain't in their interest. So the best thing they do is because it's a good political issue, it's the border. That guy Norman called. He said... Uh, I heard him right his mom came in illegally here is that what he said No Alleg-
2: he he said they came legally he oh, said legally? that yeah okay. he said they
8: know. came I thought it was illegally Yeah okay. yeah you just don't no, no, like I'm, norm. I'm asking I'm asking I want to make sure No that's fine but millions of people are coming this way I'm not I'm not for it it's been happening for 25 years But Stan,
2: but- you just heard the numbers that I was talking about too First off I mean there's a whole bunch of issues here but you got cartels, you got, let's just go back to, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, bathroom boy that we were referring to when he was in that discussion with Mayorkas, he's like, okay, where are the 42 people? I mean, that, that's an honest question that Jim Jordan, and I'm glad he's asking those kind of questions. Those are fair questions. And this Homeland Security secretary could not answer it. I mean, yeah, that, that is a major security issue, and I do believe the president's job, first and foremost, is to protect the homeland. And they want us to believe that the border is secure. And yet every single border patrol agent says it's not. And there are definite, you know, signs that after Title 42, it's going to be a heck of a lot worse. We just have the highest overdose death in American history. It's taking the most lives of 18 to 45 year old Americans with this drug and most of it's fentanyl that's coming through the southern border, you know, and, and then we're going to have it open at a time like this. It doesn't make any sense, Stan. And, and, you know, they're, they are turning a blind eye at the border. They're turning a blind eye on the, the 2020 rioters, Black Lives Matter, and they're only focused on January 6th. It's like January 6th, January 6th, Maggie King, Maggie King, Maggie King. I mean, they're like one-trick ponies. Uh,
8: As far as the situation with the border is concerned, okay – the drug cartels have been making, even I think you'll agree with this, the drug cartels have been making a major, major push over the last six months to a year with the drug, as you just mentioned. It's not, I mean, the United States. Because they know
2: they can get in, Mexico, Stan.
8: Mexico, Stan, Mexico is not doing nothing.
2: Yeah, and we're not doing anything either. It's that combination. Well, you know, that's, we need the, to put that's the, the problem, Stan.
8: We need to put pressure on Mexico and many of the other South American countries. I'll give Donald Trump credit for one thing. One thing, you ready? You're going to don't pay. I am. I'm
2: going to have a heart attack because you never compliment <laughs> so he, him. Go he, ahead. At one
8: time, I think he contact, tried to contact the countries, Venezuela, Mexico, related to uh, drug situations and so forth, in terms of uh, stopping uh, foreign aid for them if they didn't do anything. Yes. And they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. But he didn't stop the foreign aid. So I, on that one, I, I wish that would have worked, but they never did. The foreign, you know, Venezuela, Mexico are suppliers of these drugs i'm not denying that they're coming over the border but i wish some of these foreign countries in south america would do something they not do it maybe they're paid off what do you think it could be
2: oh i'm sure a lot of them are but not only that stan you also even if they are derelict in their duty and i agree they could be doing more we have to protect our homeland we have to have that as a priority And we're not protecting them. I mean, we're supposed to be at least looking at our border to make sure that we vet who comes in. Do you realize, Stan, we are not checking the criminal history of people that are coming into this country. We're barely checking if they did anything in America We're certainly not checking if they did something in a Venezuela or, or their, or Mexico or their home country. We don't check and we just go, okay. And the one thing that Donald Trump did also was he also said, you know what? Let's push remain in Mexico. In other words, you stay in Mexico till your case is adjudicated. And when it's fine. Then if you're cleared, then you come in and it goes through the process. But until you're approved, you're approved for asylum, all these things. Now it's like a big old neon sign. Come on through. They're not vetting them. We were talking about the vaccine, so they're not checking them. And then a lot of them are bringing drugs. I mean, it it defies logic, Stan. Why would an American president allow such a leaky sieve at the border at a time where it's fentanyl? It's, uh, cartels. It's, it's terrible for the people coming here too. It breaks my heart. I, 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 you know, I've said this to you. i am i am a, I'm a first generation American. I love this country. I don't blame anybody who wants to come to this country because it's the greatest country in the world. America saved my father, literally. You know, I love this country, but I also appreciate my parents went through the steps. It took them several years to become American citizens, and they cried when they became American citizens. They were so honored. But that's what you want. You don't want people to, like, just come in the middle of the night and sneak in and not be vetted and not be checked, and you don't even keep track of them. And the few that they do, they give them a free cell phone. Or they give them baby food that American citizens aren't getting. There, there's something awfully wrong here, Stan. It, it feels un, it doesn't feel like like this president has our interests at heart.
8: Well, let me say this, first of all, uh, as far as I would say, first of all, Mr. Trump did nothing on terms of. People coming over the board. I asked you a couple of times to come up with the numbers. You never did. How many people he threw out of this country? You still haven't come up with the numbers? I know it was less.
2: Actually, by the way, Stan, I'll find it because I did look it up because I remember one time, and you know why part of it? I I just said to you he kept so many people in Mexico. That was part of it. No, they this didn't was come. before, before that did. policy. No, what I'm saying – no, no, no. He, It was definitely a lot lower than Biden's. I promise you. I checked, actually, because oh, I remember, and I knew okay, it was correct. what
8: the numbers are. Yeah. The other thing is
2: that I'm going like to bet see... you five cents that I'm right, okay? So go okay, ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll buy
8: you a chocolate milk. Oh, okay, okay I mean, good. Okay, good. Hey,
2: here's the question. Because I'm too young why to drink, has, so go ahead. Why can't we
8: put – and I'll say the other. Why can't we – if there's drugs here, why can't we put troops on the border? He never did. And Mr. Biden is not doing it. I'd like to see, now, forget the wall. That's going nowhere. Put American troops on the border over a 1,000 mile situation and let them be there. And now, why do you do think the border, th- wa- the
2: border wall, you know, why, guess what? The border, and border, and
8: border walls mean nothing. border
2: patrol agent said it was helping. The border no, patrol no. agent said it was helping, Stan. Well, Absolutely. You know,
8: Rita, you can blow up on the, you know, the cartels will blow up the wall, go make like they're doing this i mean come on tunnels are easy to do walls especially those walls mean nothing i say put troops on the border that's the main thing let them see Stan, stan
2: you're starting to sound like a donald trump republican
8: but it there is a problem this has been a 30 to 40 year problem it's not just democrat it's been republican no legislation from both sides over 40 years but if we put troops on the border they see that and this at least it's something – walls mean nothing, Rita. Come on. You can break through a wall. It's easy to go over, and the cartels are uh, – well,
2: t- At least it takes a lot more work than, hey, come on in. I can't wait to see you. I mean, right now it's a neon sign. At least a wall is something. And I will definitely give President Trump a lot of credit for at least making attempts and trying. But I'm happy to hear that you're now uh, – you now sound like a like a security hawk, Stan. I've, con- I've converted you. So that that's great, and you owe me a, a chocolate milk too. So thank you. <laughs> got you got it, Stan. You're great. Thank you. Let's go back to JC uh, from New Jersey. Go ahead, JC.
1: East Stroudsburg, PA. Uh, Rita, uh, I, I, Stan's finally making sense. I I, I know. Really by like the way,
2: I, I, maybe he's drinking. It's Friday night. I was ready for battle with him, and 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 oh. there were a couple things I battled with him on. But yeah, he actually had some common
1: sense for a change. I think we should buy a Mayorkas and higher stand. And by the by the way what he said about Trump is not totally correct, okay? Trump had a deal with the Mexican president that he wouldn't go after the cartels and deem them as a terror group. And that really put the Mexican president in place and the deal was that the Mexican the Mexican president put troops all along the southern border, and he put it all along Mexico's southern border so people can come up. So Stan is incorrect about how, how effective Trump was. Okay? I, well, Stan,
2: Stan, you know, all he cares about is January. You heard what I said. He's like a one-trick pony. It's all January 6th, January 6th. But he did. I did it because it is Friday night. I think Stan did concede. That, yes, there was violence during the summer of 2020. Heard what I said. I was like, what are you kidding me? What are like a bunch of hypocrites the Democrats are? I mean, boy, they still have not really gone after anybody. They were bailing out the rioters. They were bailing out people who were like, you know, abusing police and hitting police. And, you know, there were deaths during the 2020 riots. And those people have been walking scot-free. It's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. uh, They just they're like one trick ponies. And that stands one trick pony.
1: And you know what? They're buying houses for $6 million. And now, now callers is admitting she had parties at a house that had nothing to do with BLM,
2: which we all knew because you don't need a $6 million house. If you're working for, you know, that kind of a charity, give me a, I feel, you know, and JC, I feel bad for the people with, who really did believe in black lives matter. And some of the issues, you know, I think, you know, everybody wants to get along. You want fairness for everybody. And I think there were people who donated to that group with good intentions, and there were people that were peacefully marching with good intentions, you know. And then there were people that hijacked that movement, and clearly Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's either my way or the highway, and if, you, you know, you're not acquiescing to us, we're going to riot. I mean, that to me is a, that's a frightening place to be. And they've even, you know, they've even threatened Eric Adams. I mean, it's it, these people are out of control And, uh, boy, I think, uh, the lid is being blown on them and their situation right now, just like you talked about with that $6 million home and so much else. But then you say they're being targeted, uh, because, you know, because of, uh, being outspoken, you know, uh, you know, maybe threatening to burn cities down. Maybe that's a problem with some of their representatives. My gosh. Uh, JC, thank you very much. Thanks for staying on too. It's nice to have you on. Everybody, we're going to continue with your calls after the break. You are listening to the Rita Cosby show
0: it's the rita cosby show listen to this podcast now on the red apple podcast network this is the rita cosby show
2: Well, it's more than a feeling that the border is wide open and Americans are paying a price with record numbers of fentanyl deaths in the United States. By the way, overall overdose deaths, close to 108,000 last year. That's an enormous number. And they are saying that 93% of the fentanyl seizures are coming through our southern border. So this is a huge issue. And as we were just talking about with Stan, big money coming from the cartels. I mean, some of the cartels are making more than a billion a month. Think about that. I mean, that's a staggering number. And they don't seem to be worried about Biden's border security because there doesn't seem to be any. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sammy on line 7. Sammy, your thoughts. Hello? Hey, Sammy, you're on. Go ahead.
9: Well, Stan was completely wrong about Trump. Stan, by the way, Stan is always
2: wrong. So at least he's consistent.
9: (laughs) That border was secure. Not perfect, but secure. And I spoke to many border patrol agents. I served in the the reserves, the Navy reserves. And they say that border was secure. Like I said, it wasn't perfect, it was secure. But the reason uh, Biden's letting in all these immigrants is because they want to change the demographics of this country. It's intentional. They could secure that. They can seal that border tomorrow.
2: They absolutely could. You're right. They, it, is, it is clearly an orchestrated effort because anything else doesn't make any sense as to why they would do it.
9: It's, it's really disheartening. They can, they can put, like, well, I agree with Stan with one thing. They can put the troops down at the border. But if Trump should get in again, what they have to do is they have to have a four-year moratorium on immigration, a four-year moratorium. And and where nobody comes in to the country for four years. And you got to seal the border until we get a, until we get a grip on, on this immigration problem we have.
2: And until we figure out, Sammy, thank you very much for the call. And also until we figure out who's here. Because right now we don't really know who's here. And the best we can do, we're hearing that in some cases, very rarely do they give an ankle bracelet. Sometimes they give them a free cell phone, courtesy of American taxpayers. We don't know who's here. We don't know who came in and where they're going in America.
0: And fair, she's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to War Zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, cause your perfume smelling sweet.
2: Well, I can't wait for this one. The New York subway shooter. Remember the guy who opened fire on the subway in Brooklyn? That was just that horrible, horrible case. Remember, so many people were injured. Thank goodness nobody was killed. Uh, the guy got arrested. Remember, he was, like, seen on videotape. They also had DNA evidence. There was all this stuff. Well, now his defense team... Well, they had their arraignment today and guess what? He enters a not guilty plea. What is he gonna say? He has a twin brother? I'm waiting for this one. You know, what is it like? Uh it may look like me, but that ain't me. I mean I there's like like he was in remember, granted, and then he also called up and said, Hey, I understand that you're looking for me. So is he gonna try to use that? Is he going to say what he was mentally insane? But then now they're talking about that he was this, like, upstanding citizen who had this great job or all this stuff. It's like, where is this defense team going? This guy right now is being held, remember, on terrorism-related charges because he certainly terrorized people on that subway. And remember, the whole country was looking for the guy. And then he said, hey, I'm at a a restaurant. Remember, you want to pick me up? And then he said he waited and then he was just kind of hanging around. I mean, there's so many weird things with this case. But I'm curious – And I want to take your calls later on in this hour to hear what you think is going on in the head of the defense team of the New York subway shooter. Because remember this moment when Mayor Eric Adams announced that they busted the guy? Take a listen to this one.
1: My fellow New Yorkers, we got it. We got it.
2: And later on in this hour, I'm going to be taking your calls on that. I can't wait to hear what you think was the reason that they went with a not guilty plea. Are they trying to negotiate some sort of deal? I am happy to hear that at least, guess what, at least he's now behind bars and not going anywhere. Thank God it's not Alvin Bragg dealing with that case because he'd say, oh, you seem like a fine upstanding man. We'll just send you back out on the streets. The guy, I mean, that's so crazy. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts as to what you think his defense is kind of planning now. They did say that everybody deserves a fair trial, all these things, of course. Yeah, even the worst of the worst need it. But where are they going with this? And they also say that maybe some of the information that authorities obtained, they did it without a proper warrant, without alerting the, you know, his attorneys. I mean there's there's a number of sort of legal procedural things that they're going after. But are they hoping to say what that they got the wrong guy, that he just happened to be in all these different subway places but he didn't really do it even though they connected the vehicle to him renting the vehicle, remember his DNAs on the on everything he bought the gun, remember? Yeah, I mean there's like all these things. You got to believe there's like 5000 coincidences. Well, let's see where they're going, and I want to hear your thoughts on all of this. It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, we are talking about the crime that's taking place at our southern border because, boy, is it a mess. And this, to me, was really stunning. The Florida Attorney General, Ashley Moody, came out. She did a FOIA request, a Freedom of Information request, and through a court order, asked to get the details of what the Biden administration knows, have they done research on the lifting of title forty two that's at that health provision that's in place that Trump put in stand by the way, if you're listening, and basically said that this is a health crisis and blocked people from coming in because of the coronavirus. I contend, based on some of these stunning numbers, that have come out just recently on fentanyl. The fact that we hit a historic high of overdose deaths in the United States. For the first time, more than 100,000 deaths or 108,000 deaths last year in the United States. 93% of the fentanyl coming through the southern border. A huge portion of those deaths tied to the deadly chemical fentanyl coming through China and then via our southern border, which is wide open. Thank you, President Biden. So as a result of all this, I contend because of fentanyl, they could make the case to keep that health provision in place and say fentanyl is so dangerous, fentanyl is so deadly, and that is a health crisis. It's killing more Americans ages for 18 to 45. That's a health crisis. Why don't they use it and say, Because of fentanyl, we want to keep Title 42 in place. And yet this administration seems so eager to make that border even more porous. So the Florida Attorney General, Ashley Moody, decided that the state of Florida, thank you, Ron DeSantis and others, decided to go after the documents and said, listen, we want to find out exactly what research have they done Because they're claiming, well, there really won't be any problems if Title 42 is lifted, even though it looks like it'll be three times the amount of illegal immigration than what's already happening. We're already busting at the seams. We are already overflowing at the seams. And they want to now have suddenly anywhere from 18 to potentially 20,000 migrants come in a single day. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, that's staggering. That is so staggering and so frightening for this country. And so common sense, they surely had to do some research on this Title 42 and what would be the implications. And so Ashley Moody, the AG of Florida, obtained some documents and she said they are blockbuster because she said when the Biden administration, which they continue to do to this day, Say that the border is effectively managed. There's not going to be any problems. We're going to put a few more officers down there. Like JC was suggesting, we're going to put maybe, maybe some military, just a few more. We'll be fine. It's not going to be a big deal. She says, obviously, it's a lie. And now she says she has the proof. Take a listen to Ashley Moody.
10: In their own words, they know that the money the drug traffickers and the cartels are pulling in from this massive illegal immigration operation is fueling violence.
2: Is fueling violence. And here is a little more of some of the details from some of the information that they obtained, which show that the Biden administration knows that there is a direct correlation with open borders and the violence that is Plaguing basically all of our streets in America now.
10: And now we have uncovered through Florida's uh, litigation Mm -hmm. that not only does Biden understand that the transnational criminal organizations are facilitating, organizing and profiting millions from the illegal immigration into our country. They also understand with the cancellation of Title 42, and this is in CBP's words, there will be significant safety implications. That's all from documents that we were able to obtain from this government. It is an unconscionable cover-up of one of the largest, most disastrous immigration breakdowns in, in my lifetime
2: thousand percent. And I contend that this president has a responsibility to this country to protect our borders and to make sure that we are safe first and foremost. And I agree with Congressman Katko. We were just playing in the last hour. It is a dereliction of duty. And a time right now where we're dealing with Iran and we're dealing with Russia. We're dealing with so many issues right now. And you're going to have a porous border at a time Were there worry and discussions of nukes and chemical weapons and everything else? I mean, this is insanity in the first degree. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Zion in Maine on line 7. Go ahead, Zion.
3: Yes, hi. I just wanted to call in and say, because I've been hearing about it for, uh, you know, months now, this baby formula shortage is caused in part by the fact that, you know, a majority of it is being shipped to the southern border for all the migrants. Not that they shouldn't have any, but uh, the majority of it is being shipped over there. And this yes. thing is a mess.
2: Isn't that outrage Zion, by the way, and it's at, you know, the Donna, Texas Migrant Detention Center, at least that one and probably others, have overflowing amount. It's not necessarily the reason we have a shortage, but clearly they're not, you know, giving American citizens and store shelves in, in American stores with American taxpayers' priority. Somehow, like, American mothers are looking desperately for this formula, um, and in part there was a recall, and there were a couple, only a couple companies that actually produce uh, baby formula. It's been interesting to learn how many produce. It's very few. And this administration had no backup plan when there was a recall. And how crazy is this, Zion, that at a time where American mothers are desperately looking for parents, mothers and fathers and, and grandparents, everybody looking, it's at that facility. Did you see those pictures that that Congresswoman Kat Kamek had, Zion? It's It's amazing. It's like, here's on the left. You know, uh, you know, the facility in Donna, Texas, with pallets overflowing. It's like, you know, the land and milk and honey. And then on the right side, it's like, you know, like uh, Castaway with, uh, you know, with Tom Hanks on the right. You know, a store shelf, you know, in a major city in America with like one or two sitting on the shelf if you're lucky. It's outrageous, Sion. It's It's outrageous, it's isn't insane. it? I know. So what do you make of that? What do you make of that, Zion, that 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 they somehow and guess what? When that report came out, Zion, after that report came out, the Border Patrol agents, one of the ones who revealed it, said that suddenly, guess what? They locked up that facility. They locked up the area because they didn't want the word to get out anymore. They got busted and they didn't want anybody else to break, you know, to, to blow the lid off of it again.
4: Yeah, typical
11: liberal behavior.
2: Yeah, it is shocking. Zion, thanks so much for the call. Let's go to Nick on line six. Nick, your thoughts.
11: Uh, maybe we could bring the cartels and pharmacies on the same playing field and uh, have a <clears throat> kind of name and review and open source operation uh, instead of having it FDA and source all the prescriptions and um, what what do you wait, wait, Nick? Are you
2: wait, Nick? Are you talking about like what, working with the cartels, like cutting some deal with them? I don't think you want to be dealing with like you know, like Pablo Escobar.
11: No, I just feel like maybe they're so violent because they're not allowed to compete uh, fairly. But I don't know. Maybe, wait, wait, wait. Are you wait, uh, wait, wait, wait?
2: Wait, you sound like a cartel sympathizer. I never thought I'd have a cartel sympathizer calling into the show, Nick. Are, what are you are you like are you like advocating for cartel rights
11: um maybe microeconomics i'm uh interested in having supply be substitutable in all cases and um all right Nick Nick, Nick,
2: Nick that's that is the most insane thing I have ever heard that that you're like advocating for what a a fair playing field for the cartels that is nuts Nick are are you like are you honestly that much? of an opportunist that you would, like, say, uh, at all costs, you're going to, like, make sure the cartels could, what, cut a deal and, and that you would actually trust what the cartels would be bringing in, wouldn't be laced with fentanyl and other things?
11: Well, that's the point of the review board and the naming system uh, so that we can say if they do lace anything with, the like, the pills, then they would be known as such and, like, a better business bureau for, For cartels. Uh, Yeah,
2: we'll call them the Better Cartel Bureau. Now, let me ask you, though, Nick. So you're going to trust a cartel leader to come in, and he's going to report to this Better Cartel Bureau, and you're going to trust that he's bringing in the best stuff, and you actually think that they would care to be vetted? Don't you think they're going to put a little gun to the head and go, hey, don't you like my product? You know, I mean, that's the way these cartels work. Have you ever, like, seen how the cartels handle business operations, Nick? It's not pretty.
11: Maybe they just don't want to pay the license fees.
2: Wow, Nick! I don't think they want to pay any fees. I don't think I don't think there's any negotiating. But boy, you you pulled a surprise one for me tonight. This is a good one, Nick. I I'm not sure what you're drinking, but uh, boy, it's good stuff. Thank you very much, Nick. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey, line seven. Go ahead, Mike.
12: Yeah, hi, Rita. Um, by, like by the way, Mike. Mike.
2: I, before we get started, I just gotta. Yeah. I'm still a little floored by Nick, and he's thinking that maybe you can work with the cartels. You can negotiate with them.
12: I, I guess if you're a sympathizer, you're a sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thinks
2: we should set up the better cartel bureau, so then they could they could be vetted. Like decide uh, uh, like know. who's who's the better cartel leader. You know. Oh, my gosh.
12: Everybody's got their own opinion. Yeah, sure.
2: No, it was interesting. It just you know, it's an interesting call. Go ahead, Mike. (laughs) So I'd like
12: to draw a parallel between the government spending our money on giveaway programs, which is inflationary and naturally devaluates the U.S. dollar, and how allowing immigrants, illegal people, illegals, to come in to this country is devaluing the citizenship, not only us, but think about your 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 parents' grandparents' mine. that came over here illegally. I don't this sound like a broken record, but that works so hard, and the current people work so hard. this is actually devaluing the, our citizenship, literally just letting them flood in to our borders. It's terrible,
2: no, you're not fair, right, and it's not- you know, Mike, you're right because it's like it's an insult to the people who work hard and do it the right way and okay. and and you know what's interesting if you look at some of the numbers too mike like some of the latest polls a lot of hispanics you know who you know came through did it the right way they resent those people who are breaking the rules or are getting allowed to break the rules in this case too um they resent it because they feel like it's unfair to the other folks they feel like listen they did it they took the steps and in my case you know, Michael. I'm first generation American. Both my parents went through all the steps. Uh, it was at least five years, I think, uh, from when they came here that they became citizens. You know, and and because it, it took a while. You know, and, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't like a, uh, you know, you they went through the border. They learned the language. They took the test. They did all that stuff. And and you're right. It does devalue it. It makes it like so unimportant. Um, and it makes you also not appreciate the country. I think when when you learn about the country and you have to take a test to understand the country and understand the language, you have a connection with the country and you have an appreciation with the country and you, you create that bond, you know, and, and you make people say, gosh, there's, it means something to quote, be an American, as we all know and appreciate. But you're right. If you just kind of hand it out like, uh, you know, like a two for one at McDonald's, it, it's not a, you know, it, it, it cheapens it.
12: Uh, and a, and just a quick fact check I hate to, to refer to the guy but stan uh stan referred to Mexico and the rest of the South American countries oh i know stan, check your geography mexico is it, it's a country in the southern portion of north america it is not a south american country
2: yes stan Stan got a whole bunch of stuff wrong i could have spent like five hours correcting him i decided to only spend five minutes but i would have spent five hours if i really wanted to go through every point (laughs) with stan but i picked that up one too i was like oh god there he goes again but he knows it all mike you know when he calls he's like mr encyclopedia uh, yet uh, He's uh, reading uh, the uh, the Dr. Seuss version, I think. Anybody, we're going to continue with your calls, everybody. Mike, thanks so much. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
0: You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. I got
11: kind of first.
2: This summer, things could get really dangerous on our southern border because right now already it's record numbers and they are expecting it to get a lot worse. Title 42 could potentially get lifted May 23rd, guys. That is right around the corner. And there's a huge group of Haitians, several thousand of them, that are about a mile in. I mean, this is just so crazy. And in the middle of all this, too, we're hearing these just... Terrible stories. There's a story of a boat that capsized with migrants with 11 people dead. 31 others have been rescued. This was in Puerto Rico. Um, there are other cases of migrants who just recently were killed. I mean, it's just, it is, it's heartbreaking to hear these stories in the summer months. It's going to get hot and it's going to get difficult and it's going to get dangerous. But if you listen to the head of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, He thinks things are just fine, and he thinks the Biden administration's got it all under control.
6: These individuals are securing the border. We have technology as force multipliers. This is what we do each and every day. And it is very important, and as I have set forth in the plan that we have been executing since September of 2021 to prepare for the eventual end of Title 42, the public health authority, One of the pillars of that plan, one of the border security pillars, is to work with our partners to the south and uh, really ensure that they manage their respective borders.
2: Right. Does anybody believe they're doing it? I don't. By the way, I love all of our listeners. We have right now one of the great photographers, Jeff Smith, is actually tuning in. It's a night for great listeners here on the Rita Cosby Show, the awesome photographer, Jeff Smith, listening to the Rita Cosby Show. When we come back, everybody, I am going to take your calls and get your thoughts about the border. Does anybody believe the hogwash? Maybe Stan does or maybe the guy who thinks that the cartels should go into business with the U.S. government. Are you kidding me? We'll continue after the break.
0: Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
2: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great men and women in the military. A really powerful story coming out of San Antonio, Texas, a great town Local military veterans there were being honored this week in a very big way. Ten local veterans nominated by several South Texas nonprofits were gifted cars as a way to say thank you for their service. Who was it, Oprah, who was giving out cars? Remember on the show, it was like, here's a car. Well, thank goodness these veterans also got it. And many of them were disabled veterans, which is why it is such a beautiful Beautiful thing. USAA and Caliber Collision Company partnered with several local nonprofits as part of the National Auto Body Council's recycled rides program. And they say they aren't just fixing up the cars, but by giving these cars with swivel chairs, they are restoring lives. A number of veterans said that this means the world to them, and they were having trouble getting in and out of their cars, a number of them for the injuries that many of them encountered and some of them how were riding around in old broken down battle axes and now are driving around in some beautiful wheels including one of them who got an Ford F150 and how neat that they surprised them all they just invited them to the event and one of the veterans was dropped off at the ceremony by a friend and then found out he wasn't getting picked up by the friend but he was driving home in a close to new F-150 Madison Ford. Uh, how beautiful is that? And what an awesome, awesome opportunity to show our veterans how much we love and how much we appreciate them. Well, we were talking about border agents and law enforcement and other people in the military, like the National Guard, because there are a number of National Guardsmen that are down there at the border. Because, boy, our southern border is an absolute mess. And take a listen. Who could forget this exchange? It wasn't that long ago where Alejandro Mayorkas was defending the border at every single turn, basically saying it is fine, it is safe and secure, and, boy, is he Selling a whole bunch of bill of goods. What a bunch of hogwash. Take a listen.
5: Under the laws that exist now, a judge has told 1.2 million people that they have no right to be here. Do you plan to remove those 1.2 million people?
6: Um, uh, Congressman, with the resources we have, and I would appreciate the opportunity to answer your question fully, with the resources we have, we have to allocate those resources. How How much much money do you
5: need to deport all of them? How much money? How many agents? To to, To um, deport the 1.2 million who a judge has said has no right to be here. uh,
6: uh, Congressman, uh, there are a number of questions that your question uh, raises with respect to whether uh, all of those individuals actually have been given uh, due process. No, 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 they have. These are the
5: people who've had the due process, okay? And here's the point. You have no plan to remove them. You don't know how many ICE agents it would take and you don't know how much money it would take because you actually don't want to remove them.
2: Yeah, I don't think he does want to remove them. And then that was Matt Gates, Congressman Matt Gates, grilling Mayorkas. Here's a little bit more. This is grilling part
5: two.
6: Take a listen. Uh, let, me, let me give you, if I can, some data uh, that will actually – allot- More than the data. How about this? Oh.
5: How, did it, how did it feel to you when you went to the border and the Border Patrol agents turned their back on you?
6: Uh, one uh, Border Patrol agent uh, turned his back on me, and I addressed that as uh, only the, leader, one- the leader of the Department of Homeland Security. So if I can return to data because I want to... Um, Make sure that you have accurate information. Everyone knows
5: that you have more people coming in than ever, and you're removing fewer people than ever, and it's because you have no plan and because it's on purpose. See, I don't buy the theory that you don't know how to do this. I think you're actually a highly competent dude. But the reality is, your plan is to bring these people in and to send the message to the smugglers and the criminals that they will never have to leave. That's why your workforce turns their back on you. And you have tools that you could use to deport these people. You have facial recognition. You have flights going all over the country, dropping people off. And I think we ought to use the best tools in the country to find these folks, round them up like they were at the Capitol on January 6th, and deport every last one of them. I'm happy to hear his passion. I'd love to hear
2: the same passion from Mayorkas. Where is it's like, uh, he's so arrogant. I mean, it's like, no, you know, everything's fine. You know, we, you know get, let me answer the question. Is it, I mean, believe me, if I was on Capitol Hill grilling him, I'd grill them like a skewer. I'd be like, are you kidding me? Where are these people? Why are you opening the border? Are you nuts? We've got fentanyl. We got cartels. You know, we got, uh, you know, the COVID issue. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And to me, this to me is an enormous issue. And it ties with crime. We're seeing escalating crime all over the country in major cities all over the country. And yet they're just like, oh, no big deal there. No problem there. I mean, this to me is abominable. And this to me, I think is going to have repercussions in our country for decades, if not, you know, uh, well beyond. I mean, you think about how are you going to keep track of these people? They're letting them in the country. They're in some cases giving them a free phone and saying, hey, you know what? Here's a notice to appear. We would like you to appear anywhere from, you know, your court date's going to be anywhere from a year to maybe six years. We'll see you then. And so single digits basically show up. They ditch the phone or they use it for a while. Maybe call overseas, (laughs) biff up the bill, and then get rid of it. Do you think that they're ever being located again? I bet you the five cents I was betting on Stan, I'll add a zero to it. The answer is no. I mean, it's ridiculous. 1 800 848 9222. Let's go to David in LA, line eight. Go ahead, David, your thoughts.
13: This calls going to be so hot, I need to. So, this caller does not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of WABC management or its hosts. Now, with that out of the way, <clears throat> first wait, of wait, all. Wait, 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 lost...
2: wait, wait. Where's the disclaimer? Where'd you get that professional disclaimer there, David?
13: <laughs> well, you know, I hear the station run it every once in a while, and I feel this call needs it to, to be said. <laughs> very nice by the
2: way that was kind of nice we, we we should hire you you could be our announcer david you know that was really good that was very good
13: <laughs> thank you very much i could do um the public the public service announcements. so anyway the border we've lost it to the cartel it doesn't matter if you want to close it anyway because the cartel's in charge and it would take a battle of the u.s military to try take it back. Now, just like George Soros runs some elected officials and just like China runs Pelosi and Feinstein and some of those San Francisco, well, you got the Mexican Mafia that also runs politicians. And this guy, Mallorca, sounds extremely compromised to me. Here in California, we have actual members of the Mexican Mafia that get themselves elected into office. And what I'm here to say the issue is uh, when Trump first announced he was running, the democrats went nuts and so did many republicans and here's the big issue aside from the guns and the fentanyl the human trafficking the child trafficking that's huge business and it goes all the way to the top and that's that's really the secret war that trump was having and he was making tremendous strides and that's needs to be discussed why the border is open we could talk about the clinton foundation part of it so yeah um i keep saying that it's the purposeful takedown of america and you just said it Rita. this is going to change america for decades not forever why would you let the border be open for drugs guns criminals and human trafficking the poor kids and, uh, you know, I'm here to say that that Mallorca, I wouldn't, you know, listen, that guy's, that guy's so compromised. Did you hear that garbage? Oh, it's a, it to- is
2: it is the most, and you know what's amazing, David? It is, um, there's an arrogance to him, too. Like, when he's out there, he's like, you know, like, like he's like, why, why are you asking me these questions? It, it's fine. And what's amazing is it's not even like a gray area. I mean, it is so blatantly, like you just said, compromise. I mean, there's something clearly going on that that is so free for all at the border and it's frightening and at a time right now where we're worried i mean how does this make any sense david that we're so worried of what's going on on ukraine's borders and i contend that we should be because i think it's a serious issue and 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 i think what's happening there you know to ukraine and in ukraine is horrible of what's happening to them and i think it's important for world security and europe security and and borders going well beyond even ukraine ultimately potentially with russia with the mindset of putin but what about our own southern borders too it's like like biden is so now focused on ukraine and i think it's because he clearly missed the mark and the world is saying you know protect ukraine um and he's trying to like make up for it somehow now you know but it's uh, hopefully it's not too little too late Um, That's one. But the other is the fact that our southern border is so wide open and he doesn't seem to be concerned. He hasn't even been to the border, David. Isn't that stunning? There was like one report that maybe he drove by during a campaign stop like 10 years ago for five seconds, but just happened to be in the area. It wasn't even like he stopped there. Wouldn't you care enough to go to see your own southern border? I mean, what do you think is the motivation, David? It's stunning.
13: Well, again, I believe the motivation for some reason, they want to take America down. America is just your dumping ground for all the third world countries to bring the people Must be big money in it. Gee, America, it's been too big. It's been too powerful. Obama mentioned it. You know, we need to equalize things. So let's take the third world from all over the world and bring him in here. But, you know, as regarding Ukraine, Biden could not be happier. It's the big distraction. Yeah, you got everybody jumping up and down with their I stand with Ukraine. Meanwhile, nobody wants to talk about the border here. And if you do, you know what that means. You're a racist come on, we're all God's people. They're not bad hombres. Remember, the number one thing that hurt Trump is when he said there's bad hombres coming through. That didn't mean all Mexicans, but it did mean that there is a cartel doing crime. But oh my gosh, Close the border. You're a racist. Trump said bad hombres. Everybody's just everybody's just the the, the Lopez family with their kids coming here for a job to feed mouths. There's no possibility that drugs are coming through, that guns are coming through, that criminals are coming through, that there's human trafficking.
2: No, no, I stand with Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. As you bring up, David, the point about the border. And I want to play a little clip, too. This is interesting because we have a new podcast that goes up, by the way, on Monday, everybody. It's called Protecting America. And I talked with Gunnery Sergeant Jessie Jane Duff. She's with America First Policy. She was in the Marine Corps for 20 years. One of the few gunnery sergeants for women. It's very rare. Um, and so she is definitely devoted to protecting this country. And she brought up just kind of what you talked about, the politics of the border, because remember, everybody was like, oh, God, it's Trump. It's the kids in cages. It turned out it wasn't the Trump kids in cages. It was the Obama kids and it was the cages that the Obama administration built. But it's like the Democrats, boy, do they love to play politics with the border. Take a listen. The morale of Border Patrol right now, Gunny, is just at an all-time low. They feel so frustrated. And their job is also so dangerous, as we saw, sadly, from, you know, the recently we saw the National Guardsmen who are down there. There's some of them that are helping them. Lost his life
10: humanitarian crisis, and I just cannot for the life of me get my head around how Ocasio-Cortez was so loud and anti-Trump saying that there were kids in cages. This is not a good thing, Ocasio-Cortez. How can you sit there and remain silent when you stood there dramatically at the trink fence with your head down, sobbing, dressed all in white, because now you are a flagrant hypocrite if you're an advocate against humanity. Human trafficking and against the mistreatment of people, how can you now be silent just because of a change in the White House? It tells me that it was a political motivation. And we now know that you're insincere and it's a false narrative.
11: Yeah.
2: Isn't that amazing, David? And it's like such a bunch of hogwash. It's like, oh, no, the kids in cages, you know, like, boy, they can't wait to talk about Trump, Trump, Trump. And yet if they really cared about them, Now, going right now with Title 42 being lifted, and they're going to be walking, you know, tons of miles. They're going to be in very difficult situations. They're not going to be in, like, sanitary situations if you're sleeping under a bridge. I mean, my heart breaks for these people who are trying to find a better life. But, you know, if you really cared about them, you would want to make sure they're taken care of, they're done appropriately, as opposed to just kind of shoving them wherever you want to shove them, and just letting them all come in, and they're not caring about Americans. I mean, it, the, the hypocrisy is unbelievable, David.
13: Well, sun's start of war. You need to create an enemy. And Trump is that enemy. The distraction. So is Ukraine. And once again, the guest of the clip you just played mentioned the human trafficking. And Rita, we're going to look back someday and go, you know what? We lived in the gold age of America when it was good before it was turned into a third world country, which is that's the big. Look at it. I mean, I know it sounds conspiratorial, but look at everything that's being done. It's to turn America into a third world country. Why? I'll ask you. Why would they have the open borders and let all this happen unless you were purposely trying to take down America? And now I'm here to say that we can't even shut it if we want to. It is going to take military of the U.S. beyond what Joe Biden is able to do to to do anything. We've lost control. America is now the bitch of the Mexican cartel. Yeah. And over and take it, everybody, because you know what? How
2: sad is that? How sad is that, David? How sad is that? And just like you said, it's like orange man bad, MAGA king bad. And in fact, the last few days, that's all they're talking about is MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. If, any, if Trump had a good idea, they don't want it. If Trump had any idea, they don't want it. They don't want wall. They don't want this. They'd rather lose the money than give Trump credit for anything. It's ridiculous. David, thank you very much. And everybody, when we come back, I want to play a little clip here because Frank James, this is the New York subway shooter. He entered a not guilty plea today. They got him like all over videotape. They got DNA. They got everything. What is going to be his defense? I want to hear tonight what you think his defense is going to be. Take a listen. Here's a little bit. Of his defense attorneys recently saying, you know what, there may be more to this case than meets the eye. And they first don't call the case a crime. They call it, listen, a tragedy. Take a listen to this.
10: What happened in the New York City subway system on Tuesday was a tragedy. It is a blessing that it was not worse.
2: Yeah. You know what? This was your client who, according to law enforcement, and it looks like there's a lot of evidence on this guy, when he just happened to rent the vehicle, the DNA happens to match, he happens to be seen by all these people, he happens to be caught on videotape. I I mean, what more do you need? Here's a little bit more. They say, wait a minute, take a listen to this one. Don't
10: rush to judgment. Listen. We are all still learning about what happened on that train, and we caution against a rush to judgment.
2: So when we come back, what do you think the defense of this guy's going to be? What, that he's got a twin brother? 1-800-848-9222.
0: You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show.
2: So remember the subway shooting. Frank James, 62 years old, is accused of setting off smoke grenades, then firing a handgun 33 times on a crowded N train. Remember, it was traveling toward the 36th Street station in Brooklyn's Sunset Park neighborhood. Happened on April 12th. Of course, made so many headlines. Twenty nine people were injured. Ten who were shot. Serious stuff. And he has his arraignment today, and his attorneys enter a plea of not guilty. They, you know, if you look at, remember all the evidence when that all happened? It was like, here's the picture of the guy. Here he is coming out of the subway. He rents the car, the vehicle. Remember that whole van thing that was tied to it? He bought the gun illegally. I mean, there's all these, there's so many of these questions. So many of these questions, guys. And, of course, remember, a lot of those cameras were down In the subway station, and that's shameful to begin with. But the few that were working elsewhere caught him walking. What, it's all just all coincidence? Is this a sign of the times? And is it possible that this guy could get off somehow? Take a listen. Here's a little bit of his defense attorney saying one of the things he did was, remember, he did give the tip on himself saying, hey, you're looking for me, law enforcement. Remember this one?
10: What we do know is this. Yesterday, Mr. James saw his photograph on the news. He called Crime Stoppers to help. He told them where he was.
2: Yeah, because the whole world was looking for you. And then his defense attorney said this one. Initial
10: press and police reports in cases like this one are often inaccurate. Mr. James is entitled to a fair trial, and we will ensure that he receives one.
2: And I am all for making sure that he does get a fair trial. But, you know, to sit there and make it sound like, you know, I'm not really sure, uh, you know, if they got the right guy and that this guy is like, you know, Mother Teresa in the middle of all this. That's an issue. And in fact, today um, he was talking about all the different schools he attended. He said, I have a GED degree. I have some certificates from various trade schools. He also has a lengthy criminal history. Uh, You know, talked about mass shootings, remember, on YouTube, all that horrible, horrible stuff. He had nine prior arrests in New York City dating back from 1992 to 1998. You know, this is not like some great guy. And his attorneys, for some reason, think maybe they're going to get him off. God help us. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Bob. Line one. Go ahead, Bob. Your thoughts about this.
13: I don't know, Reed. It's crazy. But think about it. This this guy fired off 33 shots and only hit 10 people.
2: Yeah, he's a bad shot. Thank goodness. Yeah. But think about this. If, if
13: it wasn't for these crazy gun laws, people could have a gun in their pocket, protect themselves, and the Somebody could have taken him out.
2: Well, I, I and and the, and listen, I, I listen. I carry a
13: gun in my pocket. What about hey Bob? Let me ask you.
0: Years.
2: Hey Bob, what about uh, maybe more law enforcement? Also, you know, who are professionally well, trained too? I'd love to see more law enforcement on the subways too. But,
13: but no, you, no. Think about this. If if this if something really goes down, where there's a disaster. The police are going to go home and protect their
0: family. You have to protect yourself. Yeah,
10: you just got you just, takes, you, just, what, you just you just you just got to be hey, bub,
2: you just got to be careful when you know, you don't want to have it be like the OK Corral. Uh, that's the other issue. Real quick. Let me go to Jimmy real quick. Jimmy's online, too. You've been so nice waiting, Jimmy. go ahead, my friend.
8: There's no logical defense they could make unless they're gonna make this like a show trial, like like uh, like Bill Kunstler used to do. something like something like uh, the shooter was a victim of this racist system to the point he felt he had to fight back this racist society uh, society. that's what so like he's a mental,
2: of- like a mental defense or something.
8: like they did with Angela Davis. We'll see.
2: We will see, Jimmy.